0: Welcome to the Rainbow Room, our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. This is episode 12, Rent, part 2. This episode is marked as explicit. At this point, we watch Rent. Roger and Mark, two straight broke artists living in New York, sing about refusing to pay rent. Their landlord Benny offers them rent forgiveness if they convince Mark's ex-girlfriend Maureen to cancel her protest of Benny's cyber studio development plans, but they refuse. Their neighbor Mimi makes advances on Roger, who pushes away because he is nervous about revealing he has AIDS. Their friend Tom Collins starts dating Angel, a drag queen with AIDS. Mark meets Maureen's new girlfriend Joanne and warns her about Maureen's cheating tendencies in the song The Tango Maureen. Mark films an AIDS support. Court group, and several of its members pass away throughout the meetings. Maureen performs her avant-garde protest over the moon, and the police violently disrupt it. The friends gather in a restaurant, push together tables after being asked not to, and sing a loud, provocative number, La Vie Boheme. Maureen and Joanne get engaged, but break up after Maureen flirts with someone at their engagement party. Roger discovers Mimi has AIDS too, and they grow closer. Angel dies from AIDS, and Tom sings an emotional song at the funeral. Later Mimi almost dies from a drug overdose, and says the spirit of Angel guided her back to life. And we're back. Woohoo! (laughs) Woohoo! Okay. How how is it like watching it now uh, as an adult, Dylan? Or uh, is this something you just constantly watch? How how often do you watch a show?
1: Yeah, the first time I did watch it was um as an adult. So I I really I feel like it's such it's such a moving musical, and it's so um, you can tell there's just so much heart and so much personal umph behind the story. I remember hearing a story about the song um, "Will I? Will I lose my dignity? Um, will someone care? Will I wake tomorrow from this nightmare?" And Jonathan Larson went to his friends' um, um, AIDS support group of people who, of people who had AIDS, and that was something that that one of the people there said, and he turned Whoa. it into a song that becomes like a theme in in the show so it's yeah it's just it's such a the music is just so poignant.
0: I didn't realize that he'd actually heard that phrase yeah it it does I think like with this kind of story with the themes they're handling it's so important to get this right and so the fact that it came from someone who like actually experienced this and was writing about people he knew about is like really it's really great and I, I feel like that's one thing I felt watching this it's like oh this feels like a real like real people it's like this really feels mm-hmm. like a slice of new york although you actually live in new york and you're an artist in new york would, would you mm-hmm. say, obviously this is a different time <laughs> period but like does it feel like they got that right like the what is it, like being a, uh, <laughs> an artist in new york
1: oh my god again it's the community you feel with other artists that you're creating with and like i think like those like it really like those people are like crazy fucking avant-garde like people and like and i i i mean like i think they captured it really like these are these are not commercial (laughs) these are not people trying to like sell a network tv show these these people are like avant-garde artists in the city doing their thing and so i think they captured that really 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 beautifully (laughs) and 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 with a lot of humor too like the over the moon adina menzel thing over the moon oh my god that's like a really funny number it's like really it's kind of (laughs) like kind of making like it's kind of laughing a little like we could like at uh, avant-garde but also like celebrating it too.
0: Maybe because I I was not seeing it as satire, I hated that number so much.
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It was a little satire.
0: It's so funny too, because Adina Menzel is like such a powerful singer, like, you know, defying gravity, and is just like so powerful in that. And like a very, and I've also seen her in Glee, where she's like plays a more serious character. And so to see her in this completely different light where she's just like being whack as hell on stage was so funny
1: yeah yeah it was funny
0: uh eric i can edit this out if you didn't but uh did you did you have a chance to watch the show
2: no i didn't <laughs>
0: but i when i tell you that i knew i
2: like know the story now because of like what my friends were talking about like i know over <laughs> the moon and how awful that number is i know like <laughs> i got chills because my friend did such a lovely job of describing the i'll cover you and then i'll cover you reprise
1: that's my favorite that's the moment that made makes me cry yeah. the
2: most it's so and when they so like i like my friend described like they cut out the music at the end so it's just his voice yeah when he's singing and i like literally like shed a, little, a couple of tears yeah was yeah like, yeah that yeah. is so beautiful yeah and i know like all the character dynamics of like angel mimi roger collins like all those people and stuff so i yeah. like i genuinely do feel like i watched it <laughs> even if i didn't actually watch it yes
0: <laughs> so my overall thoughts on this musical is I got to be honest cuz as I kind of we double as a critique and review podcast I do not truly like it. I there's aspects of it I like. There's some songs that are amazing, but just in terms of the pacing, it's really long. It's slow. Um I have I find the characters unsympathetic at times. It can be really obnoxious. Um and they it, it feels like there's a little bit too much like not taking accountability for their own problems in their life, which is an accurate portrayal probably of how some some people are but it made it hard for me to like connect some of the storylines feel like storylines and messages feel a little bit incomplete so there's not like i had trouble finding like a good theme to latch on other than oh sometimes the lives of starving artists are hard um but i do think it was a really cool as i said look what i liked is it felt authentic like i felt like i was really like i i felt like these are people i could meet in new york it's like okay this seems like an accurate portrayal of this um and just it's redeeming factor is some of those songs are just so good um, I just think sometimes it's like they cut from song to song with like very little explanation of like what just happened so as a when I was younger and trying to follow it I was so lost as an older person I could um, but it's something that I feel like I need to actively watch to have any idea what's going on because if you miss like a line sometimes you're like you're out of it and then it cuts into this like dramatic song and you're like what's going on mm-hmm. I do feel like this musical kind of revels it's in its own drama a little bit sometimes like when, the, uh, when they're fighting on on the Balcony, the couple, um, god, what are their names? Mimi Roger, yeah, Mimi. yeah,
1: Mimi Rogers,
0: Mimi and Mim- Roger, yeah. When Mimi and Roger are like fighting on the balcony, and then like their friends come up and start singing emotionally with Mimi, it's like, this is so extra.
1: <laughs> I can't control you know, the thing is that movie, a lot of true Rent fans like criticize the movie a little bit, but I know that that trope, like the people coming out to sing as like a part of like, um, that's like a very big, on stage it wouldn't look as jarring as it would in a movie. That's such so.
0: A point. Yeah,
1: like you know, there's like there's a balcony, and then there's them coming out to sing on stage. It's not as jarring as like all of a sudden it, we're in a movie, and then there's the people coming out to sing. So that that's something I also thought, but maybe it's something about like the director.
0: Yeah, and that's a, a thing too. I was, have you seen the musical live?
1: I haven't. I really really want to.
0: Oh yeah, it'd be cool to see that. Cause also like I feel like Les Mis is the best musical in the world, but watching the movie adaptation of it even though i think it was a you know solid adaptation it's not the same as seeing it on stage so it um, of course yeah so i do i am curious as to like what the um yeah as you said like if a lot of this reads better on stage also like a, a, a runtime of two hours and 15 minutes is long for a movie but for a musical actually feels like much more reasonable so
1: a musical with an intermission and
0: yeah yeah absolutely exactly um. So let's talk about some like, our our favorite moments or uh or moments that felt really authentic or did or doesn't resonate with us. Uh, I want to start by that. Well, obviously the it opens with "Seasons of Love," which is just as I already the, said, so good. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then very quickly we go into "Rent." How we gonna pay? Such a yeah, yeah. That song is a banger. It's a
1: banger. It's a banger
0: my uh... it's a banger
1: <laughs> it's a banger
0: <laughs> my friend made me a cd in high school and that was the second track on it and i would like listen to the cd while doing my math homework so i've listened to that song so many times when i was younger and i forgot how much it slaps i was like oh yeah
1: it's a it's a it's a banger it's a banger it's a banger <laughs>
0: What's what's your favorite song in the in the musical? Besides "Over the Moon." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, is that for
1: is that for me? It's for both. Okay, of you. my favorite song. My favorite song in the musical. Um, I really love the theme of. Um, there's only us, only tonight. I love the um the life support theme of um. I think it's a beautiful like affirmation about that these people um that Jonathan wrote about um the outlook that a lot of these people living with AIDS tried to have about embracing every moment, and um it's such a good message just in general. Um, my other favorite one is the um I'll cover you um. Reprise because it was originally a song between um, Angel and, oh my God, I'm blanking out on the character's name. Collins? Angel. Col- yeah, Angel and Collins. I know it. Thank you, Ed. I know the story. You've literally <laughs> seen it. You've literally seen it. Um, Angel and Collins, I, it was a theme that they shared about um, sharing 1,000 kisses. And then when it's reprised during um, Angel's funeral service about how the friends will cover Collins with a thousand kisses to help him get through this. And then the theme of 525,600 minutes comes back. I just, I'm like getting the chills thinking about it. That's like a moment where it's like, you can't not cry when you hear that. And you see that that theme like we back, it's just so powerful and it's so beautiful. So those are probably um, my favorite themes and favorite moments from the musical.
2: Oh, I listened to Light My Candle this morning and watched oh, that's the a good one. Light My Candle. I laugh at that scene because I'm pretty sure that because it's Mimi and Roger and the whole time it's like about like lighting the powers out but yeah. like half, half the song is spent the two of them are looking for a bag of coke
1: <laughs> just like looking around. Yes.
2: And then also you don't know Mimi's name until the very last line of that song where she's like, Mimi,
0: and yeah. then she like
2: leaves. Yeah, I thought that was a hilarious way to reveal like her character and her character's name. It's yes, yeah.
1: Mimi. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's great, it's great, it's a great song.
0: My favorite song's gotta be Tango Marine it just slaps so hard i listen to it i like i have it on my spotify playlist it's like in my rotation mm.
1: tango maureen was written about jonathan larson's very real girlfriend that he had who then uh, left him for a woman Ooh. so that's yeah joanne joanne <laughs> huh? yeah
0: yeah that relationship is so messy when they're like fighting at their like wedding announcement party Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> these, I also like the fact very the proposal in the, per- in the first place, like af- proposing after an ultimatum, basically, of like, will you commit to me? And then just like, there was a lot going on there. I'm like, oh, these people got your lives together.
1: They're very impulsive artists type so of course their lives are going to be dramatic and messy
2: I was going to say well what's the tea between the stage and the movie adaptation it's like the movie has all of the original broadcast Broadway cast yeah for two characters
1: yeah um they replaced um they had Rosario Dawson um play Mimi instead of Daphne Rubin Vega because like Daphne was having a baby during that time um, of the movie, but it's like, they should have picked Daphne. Daphne to me is is Mimi, is more the character. Rosaria Dawson, like, um, she she did a great job and I, I loved her version too. But um, I think like Mimi is a little more grizzled and a little more, um, yeah. But th- I think that was one of the drama. That was the drama.
0: That's some tea.
1: <laughs> yeah some tea
0: that's gonna be so weird seeing like all your cast members in a movie without you
1: i know right i'm so happy that she got to play she got to be in in the heights the movie she did so good nice
0: um so (laughs) so speaking of joanna marine it is interesting because it's like they are so messy and this is like one of the first lesbian relationships some people are seeing so it is like at least that's authentic but it's kind of a shame that like this representation of these characters is although accurate like really messy it's like no not all of us les- lesbians are this messy
1: that's why there just needs to be more more yes. and more musicals about it so it's like everyone every <laughs> every kind of relationship gets their piece
0: <laughs> yeah it is cool that i feel like angel gets a very flattering um character in general and he's so angel is the drag queen he's really nice really sympathetic really fun really charitable and just very like proud of being this drag queen and and he's cute <laughs> and played by a gay actor which is all things we love to see so yeah. a great job yeah and then um what, what what was the actor's name again
1: oh um
0: we had just looked this <laughs> up earlier <laughs> uh wilson
1: germain wilson germain heredia
0: wilson germain heredia yeah he's, name. yeah <laughs> He's great. And he was cute in yeah. that. Good job. Um, and then the other... He is. The He's guy really he gets with is Tom Collins, played by Jesse Martin, who is not gay in real life. Yes. But does a great job in the role. Yes. And,
1: yes. And um, uh, <laughs> Angel was played by um, Valentina in, in Red Live. Did you guys see that? No.
2: I did not see that, but that sounds incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was. It was because... <laughs> <laughs> it was just um, oh my god, um because in the today for you, tomorrow for me, that's like one of my favorite ones. But the last riff that that Valentina did, it was like tomorrow for me. Like she was so out of breath. And of course she like it's hard to fucking like learn how to do that, but it was really, it was <laughs> It was funny to see.
0: One thing that I was curious about. So Dylan, you've like studied so much musical theater. So you're going to know this better than I do. So I wanted to ask you. uh, To me, Rent kind of represents the shift we kind of saw into modern musicals, like a different style. Um, I feel like when you think of like old old style musical versus kind of the more modern, I think of Rent, Wicked, Hairspray, kind of all in that yeah. category. Yeah. Um, and so was, would you say this started the shift? Was this just, just part of the shift? Like the shift had already happened?
1: I'm thinking, I think it was It really fucking, kept, because Rent was a phenomenon. It was really, it really like, you couldn't ignore Rent. Like, Like people couldn't ignore, like no matter how much like the old theater people wanted to maybe, like you Mm -hmm. couldn't ignore it. And it really like Lin-Manuel Miranda said when he saw Rent, it really changed his life because he was like, oh, you can actually write a musical about you, about your life. And it inspired him to write In the Hype. Wow. And that was Right? Yeah. And he was so inspired. Like that's a reason why like he directed Tick Tick Boom, which was really, really good. I loved it. Highly recommended it. So he has always had a big connection to Jonathan Larson. But I think it was it was a really big shift of like, yeah, you it's possible to write a musical about you and then write you and then like when like in the heights was written like like on Broadway it's so rare to hear that kind of music and tell those kinds of stories of like people of color about a neighborhood that's like barely like been told on Broadway which is so like primarily white so that opened the door for a lot of so it just like kind of catapulted a lot of different um a lot of different stories and things but um I think Rent was very a very very big catapult and then like there's um a strange loop which i really really want to see i've heard amazing things about it that's about that's michael ja- that's about michael jackson the, not michael jackson like this but michael <laughs> michael jackson the composer who composed it that's his life as a queer black man in new york city trying wow. to be a writer and And you know I it's it's really I really really want to fucking see it and it's so beautiful and I think um yeah
0: yeah I I, it's really interesting what you said about like how musical theater has been and still maybe is like so predominantly white um and I know you're you're more of a now more in the space of like musical parody but you're also still existing in a space like I I guess I wanted to ask you the space you're existing in right now in like being a comedian who's regularly booked being someone who has a following and like working with and specifically with a musical parodies and your identity what is that like are you um I feel like there's probably not that many gay Asian comedians who are like making this, this rise that you are so what's that like for you
1: in like the in the comedy space there have definitely been times where I feel like oh I'm like the only gay person on the lineup or like oh I'm the only like person of color on this lineup but I feel like throughout the years and through like, I've been able to like find and like like really gravitate and like feel grounded by a really beautiful community of like oh, queer POC who I love, who are like really funny and like- Give who... them some shout
0: outs, give them some shout outs.
1: Oh my God, my friend Ivy Lou, my friend Kyle Turner. Yeah. Um, but Jess Tom who's like one of my queer Asian friends um, Larry Owens who's someone who's like who who I love and admire who's like killing it right now um, so those are people who I feel inspired by and who I love and who I love to see fucking killing it but I'm also like you know Bowen Yang is killing it and Kim Booster. Kimbooster it's yeah. like really in, uh, his movie Fire Island is about to come out and I'm really excited to see that and it's really cool to see them really killing it and in like in a, in a kind of mainstream
0: way you know I got to see Joel live in LA he's he's phenomenal his Netflix so special funny. yeah yeah, I'm really yeah I can't wait that. for
1: that his movies coming out and his fucking Netflix special is coming out I'm like so excited to watch both
0: that's cool have you ever got to meet them
1: yeah I haven't yeah I really want to
0: oh uh, really I'm hoping it happens one day anyway back to it. <laughs> <Red. laughs> but that is really cool that like they were able to make such a great example of like hey you can tell your own story on stage and that that's inspiring people and then in turn inspires other people who probably inspire yeah. you and me and it's it's absolutely so cool.
1: you know yeah lynn inspired george saw in the heights and inspired him to write allegiance on broadway which is about his experience being interned as a little as a little kid in california oh my and god it's just it's it's like it's it's a people inspire in that then it sounds it's like it's like a domino
0: shoulders standing fact, on the wait, i went to say giant standing on the shoulders of giants and i said shoulders standing on the giants of shoulders
1: but also that <laughs> <laughs>
2: (laughs) (laughs) really gay really but
0: literally like also in a very gay way maybe maybe that'll be the title of the episode shoulders standing on the giants of shoulders
1: (laughs) that's an image
0: i
2: was gonna say after watching this movie i did uh really appreciate um the existence of the character of Roger—he's a straight-identifying man who has HIV—and I mm-hmm. yeah. feel like I've never really seen representation done for that. And I feel like it does do numbers for the gay for the gay and queer community of like how the stigma is only gay people get HIV, but like to have this like very specific representation, like no, actually that's not the yeah. case, like. Mm-hmm. I had never, I've never seen that before. And so like, to think about how loudly rent echoed into the cultural sphere made me think, makes me think that like a lot of people saw that and changed their opinion about HIV not just being like a gay disease
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah that's really interesting although and so brent was certainly the first but just to give a shout out to dallas Buyers club which uh we should probably do an episode on dallas Buyers club sometime it's a really amazing movie but dallas Buyers club is like very much centered around a straight man with hiv to the point of like it doesn't have that much gay representation it's like really about a straight man uh so it's cool that they showcase that but also like put so much focus and lens on queer communities as well because that's like so important to like if you're going to tell a story about aids you should probably include that so I'm really glad they do that in this movie
1: totally totally
0: yeah. I also just think it's it's for me just going back to Adina Manzel, like seeing her as Maureen in the Tango Marine, and they that's your first time seeing her. I, I'd seen Tango Marine, I had seen Adina Manzel. This is my first time like watching it and putting it together. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's the same person because she's just like such a different character. She's so hot and young. She looks so young in this. It's wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. She really it's up from her being Alphaba, who's like this, you know, um very determined, like good natured, like kind of, um, and, but like to see her being like this punk, like artist who like, fuck the man, that fuck, you know, like it is, it was interesting. Cause that my first, like <laughs> that, yeah. That was my second iteration of seeing Adidas. Yeah. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Like just wildly different roles for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: That restaurant scene where they're all like dancing crazy in the restaurant and singing. Yeah. It's so messy. It's very fun. But also, I'm like, these poor restaurant owners. (laughs) That's all I can think about the whole time
1: yeah totally totally la vie bohème i love that song
0: it is a good like it has a lot of really fun moments that's another one where like i wonder if this translated better on stage because it's just it's it's fun and weird and like
1: absolutely absolutely yeah
0: well uh dylan i know you have to go soon so we'll do final thoughts
1: yes final thoughts on rent i just you know it's it always, it has like a special place for me and I for absolutely a lot of people. At the time, it was a fucking lightning bolt of like, this is what theater can be, you guys.
2: Mm. My fan of Thonson Rent, Representation.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Poignant. <Lay. laughs> Wild. Lay. Uh, eat the rich.
0: Oh my God. Okay.
2: And um, really cool. <laughs> Slay. Slay. Slay, button. Those are my final thoughts.
0: (laughs) Cool. My final thoughts on Rent are that I think it's a really good representation for a specific type of person. And that's these New York artists, uh, people. And I think it's great. And as Dylan said, I want to see just more. And I'm glad we started with this because I think this gave a platform for us to be able to tell more stories and see more queer people. And this was so many people's like first introduction, maybe to like seeing queer people on screen. As I said, my first time ever seeing a drag queen. Could not believe that Angel was a man under all that wig and makeup. <laughs> And for its faults, which, as I said, are that it moves a little slow. The characters are a little unsympathetic and the theme maybe isn't as strong as I'd like. I think it serves really well as just kind of a slice of life of these characters. And oh my God, the songs are so good and hit so hard.
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, a note I want to end on Dylan uh, be- well, before we close out is just you're doing so well you're finding so much success I feel like you have so many people that like just want to see more of your content uh-huh, and root for you, you and can't wait because every <laughs> time I see a video from you I'm like yes the uh oh, thank you the most recent one where you're being held hostage and you're like wait I posted a thirst trap <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs> can you, you thank see if you, anyone yeah.
0: responded oh my god that was, was so funny
1: thank you that was written by Sydney Battle she's so funny yeah oh my god that was Sydney great. Battle
0: Shout out to you. That that sketch is hilarious. And you do it, you also though you sell it so well. Like (laughs) like the way you
1: (laughs) thank you, thank you.
0: So what I wanted to ask is any advice that you have for um young, uh, aspiring, gay comedians, yeah, in general.
1: Absolutely. I think like a couple advice, it's cliche, but to perform as much as possible and like mm. as a comedian you have to like let go of like being ashamed of of like d- like you just have to fucking plow through that and go as much as possible and try to perform maybe you perform in like a, a not the like most like safe space or whatever okay you did that you got that experience and then like and if you feel unhappy with that then like create your own like space that feels more like safe and conducive to to what you want to create but also I think comic wise to always never like try to make a joke or something that you think is going to make a certain group of like oh this is what's gonna make them laugh this is what's gonna like always go from the place of what is going what makes you laugh hysterically and what makes you laugh the most and then and then go from there and work from there because it's always like your sense of humor needs to shine through first right
0: oh my god that was such incredible and concise advice. I am like, ah, I'm gonna follow all that. That was that was amazing. <laughs> thank you so thank much.
1: You. The button. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it's a sleigh.
2: That's a major.
1: <laughs> oh my <laughs> love love
0: dylan what can you promote for us obviously you have these staple few videos that uh, continue to come out on tiktok you have do you have a show coming up well this will probably be in about a week or two so great yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah. i have a show with my friend kelly in new york that we're doing at the caveat june 25th And uh, 24th um, at 9.30 at the Caveat. We are singing songs about healing from trauma and it's it's going to be a good old fucking time. I'll be there. And <laughs> yes, yes. I'll, <laughs> I'll put link link to ticks in my bio, but that's pretty much what I have to promote. Yeah.
2: Hell right, yeah. Andrew, you got to be a New York comedian. Got to get over here. I know. <laughs> get I'm over cool here.
0: Opportunities. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll move there one day. We'll see. I'll hit y'all up Dylan and Eric. Like, yeah. Hey. Hey, hey girlies! Absolutely.